Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. While we understand that as a Christian, we are called to take up our cross, there are times in our life where we are forced to carry a cross that we didn't sign up for. There have been things in your life that you didn't ask for, crosses that you didn't ask for, journeys that you didn't plan for, pathways that you didn't sign up for. And I want to submit to you today that on those unexpected roads, I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, Jesus has already walked the path. Jesus has already been down the road. He's already been there. so much. I want Brother Jones to come. I just want to say publicly how appreciative I am of him stepping up uh, even more so these past several weeks as I've struggled with the back issues. I have five appointments this week uh, trying to get some things squared away and I'm sure that, it, that they'll be able to help me. Uh, but uh, through this, uh, Brother Jones, Brother Anglin, our other ministers uh, have just really stepped up. I'm so appreciative and so thankful, and thank you as the church uh, for being able to kind of help me deal with this as well. Your concern is uh, not falling on deaf ears. I appreciate every prayer. Amen. We just want Brother Jones to come deliver the word of, of the Lord to us today. I'm hungry to hear something from God. Are you? Amen. Why don't we clap our hands one more time to the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Wonderful presence of the Lord in this place today. Amen. I appreciate uh, the Lord so very much. Sunday school is dismissed. God bless our Sunday school and Sunday school teachers. Amen. While you're still standing, go with me, if you would, to the book of Mark, chapter number 8. I want to read one verse of scripture, just verse number 34. Amen. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Uh, with the help of the Lord, I just want to share a message with you this morning that I've entitled Unexpected Roads. Unexpected Roads. And uh, the Lord bless you. You may be seated this morning. Amen. A couple months ago, my... Uh, my wife and I were uh, wanting to kind of get away from Southern Illinois <laughs> for a little bit. And, uh, you know, 
we've been in quarantine, lockdown, whatever it is, isolation, you name it. Uh, this 2020 has presented several challenges, and I don't need to stand up here and go through the list. You all are aware. I just would like to say on that, we are all going through it together. Amen. All of us are going through it together and some at on different levels different aspects but we're all going through it together uh, but we just needed a little getaway and so Mallory had kind of reached out to some people and threw together a trip to Tulsa Oklahoma where they had a truckload of salsa no that's not what it is but uh, Tulsa Oklahoma it's the land of the the fields and prairies and a lot of beef. There was a lot of beef represented out in the field. But um, her main uh, target, her main goal was to get down there to go to, I don't know if you've heard of this lady, the Pioneer Woman, uh, her restaurant. Uh, maybe some of you don't even know who I'm talking about, but um, she's a small, famous person, you know, that you might see on the shelf at Walmart. So, Anyways, the uh, the restaurant was fantastic. I highly recommend going to their restaurant, but it is literally in the middle of nowhere. I mean, in the middle, like if I picture if Coulterville, Illinois would drop a restaurant like this, that's kind of what it would be like. You just roll up. And, and we were going through, I, I literally thought some of the little small towns leading up to where we were headed, I thought there was going to be a shootout. Like I would, I'm, I'm talking about the tumbleweed rolling across the road, like at, at, at two o'clock in the afternoon, everything's closed up and there's not a sight of life. All right. The taco stand is closed up on the corner at two in the afternoon. Uh, I'm not lying. So, anyways, it was a, we were planning on just staying just a few days, and we had uh, such good expectations for this trip. We had, uh, and when my wife is an incredible planner, like uh, she should be a travel agent or something like that. She loves to to do all the research and figure out all the best places to eat, all the things to see, all the things to do. And so she had put together this little itinerary. And we should have known that when we left out that Thursday morning, when she forgot her itinerary, we should have known right then and there, this is not going to be a good trip. <laughs> This is not going to be what we expected. And sure enough, on the second night that we were there, some of you know the story, but we were awakened in the middle of the night to what seemed to be a domestic dispute going on in the room next to us. And how I found out it was the room next to us was because after some intense high intense volumes of hollering all of a sudden the holler came outside in the hallway and I realized it was our floor that these people were on praise God and so I uh I did the manly thing and I grabbed the phone and I called down to the hotel desk let me just give you a pro tip don't just pop your head out the door and see what's going on all right, so I called down to the hotel the lobby, and I said, hey, we're on floor eight, and there's some, there's some holler going on. And so she's like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. We'll send our technician up, which is the guy with the plumber or, or with the, uh, with the uh, plunger. 
The guy with the plunger is always like, she said, I'm going to send my engineer up. Like, what engineer is there in the middle of the night on a Saturday, Friday night? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we need a guy with a gun, not a plunger. All right. We need some reinforcement up here because my, my Bennett slept through the whole thing. I mean, he literally, but Easton was, he was terrified. He was frightened. And I, I was rattled myself. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know whether to hit the deck or what to do. I was literally just stuck in the moment. And uh, so we were like, what do we do? Like, I was done with Tulsa. Like, I was ready. I, I was so done. I was ready to just, I was like, I could go home right now. I, you know, your adrenaline's, you're up. And I was like, I told him, I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep the rest of this night. I'm literally going to look at the clock, wondering if it's going to continue. And after that scream in the hallway, it, it was just like, it was cut off and it was done. And so I didn't know, did she die? Like, did it, like, it was, what is going on? on right now so uh, we sat there and I did exactly what I said I was going to look at the clock and and finally about an hour hour and 15 minutes later I finally started to relax a little bit heart rate got down to about 62 and I was like okay this is we may make a go of this and all of a sudden 2 15 2 30 in the morning started up again and I said nope we're out of here so we grabbed our bags and at three o'clock in the morning we were on our way back to Illinois the land of promise we were we were ready to get out of there I mean and I don't remember running to the elevator but I bet you it was a swift mall jogger walk type thing like we were getting out of there we go down I didn't even want to check out but Mallory she's like we need to go check out and stuff and she's like yeah we need to check out she's like is everything okay we're like no there's something going on on the eighth floor about that time her phone rang and it was a call from the eighth floor we're like see ya we're out of here so I googled it a day later and I typed in like murder Tulsa a uh, double tree hotel. Nothing popped up. I was just wondering if something was going to happen. So to this day, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't know what happened. Like I have no idea what happened, but I'm here to tell you this, that our expectations for Tulsa, I think it's safe to say were never met, right? I mean, there was some, we had some expectations. Now the chicken fried steak at the Pioneer Woman said, yes, that met expectations. But other than that, our little getaway trip that we thought was going to be so much fun uh, turned out to be just, just, it never met our expectations. And uh, even to this day, we actually have developed what we, we say Tulsa. Tulsa has now become the word in our family whenever we got an, a list of options of like, what could we do? If we don't want to do it, we say, oh, that's Tulsa right there. We just classify it as Tulsa, which means no. No, 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 we're not doing that. There are some things in life, some things that you will go through, some things that you will endure throughout your journey um, that are unexpected, all right? There are some unexpected things, uh, and a lot of you can attest to that, and uh, that's kind of what my whole thought is this morning. We read in our text where Jesus says, Whoever wants to come after him, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow. And it's interesting to me that Jesus would ever say these words to his disciples. He would say these words to his followers before he was ever crucified. Before there was ever a cross, 
He and his disciples, uh, you do a little study, they were very familiar with the cross. They were very familiar with the Roman cross, all right? And, and, and if you look it up, they will, you will find that the Roman cross, when it was fully assembled, it would weigh well over 300 pounds. And the cross beam, which was what the prisoner or the, the, the person who had broken the law, that would be what they were responsible for carrying. And the cross beam weighed around 100 pounds, so still not light, something that you have to carry. And what they would do is the Roman soldiers, they would put, they would put the vertical beam in the ground, which would erect to between 9 and 12 feet. And the soldiers, they would place that into the ground until the time of the execution. And that vertical beam, it remained visible for people to see. And the soldiers really liked it and they thought it was great because it was convenient for them whenever it was time for an execution. They had already done a lot of the work. And so, but it also served as a reminder for the criminals that this is their future if they continue down the path they're on. This was what they could look. So it was the deterrent for future criminals. The Roman cross was the visible sign of power of the Roman government. And it is possible that Jesus, during his lifetime, had walked past the site of his own crucifixion and might have even seen the cross that he himself would hang on. I want to tell you today that Jesus was not surprised by the cross. He, he spoke of it many times, even to the discouragement and the, and the reproach of his disciples. We read in our Bible in Mark 8, just a few verses earlier, says that he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected and be killed. And while he spoke about this, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, to which Jesus responded, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are not, uh, 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 you not, you not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And then Jesus would say the words, our text this morning, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew exactly what was ahead of him. He was not surprised by the cross. There was an expectation of that cross. And just like Jesus, there are some crosses that you and I, we can expect to carry. There are some things that we know we will face, hear me, because we made a decision to follow Jesus. Let me remind you today that when we made the decision to follow, we knew full well what we would face. We knew that we would face opposition. We knew that we would face some persecution. Jesus would let us know plainly that in this world, you will have trouble. Paul would remind the Corinthian church, he said, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Paul reminded them. He said, hey, we are hard-pressed. 
You see, there are many crosses in our lives that are expected. And it's so important that we understand this concept today. I don't want to sit up here and tell you a fairy tale that once you decide to follow Jesus, that everything in your life is just going to be is just going to be a bed of roses, that everything you go to is going to be pleasant and well. It's understand that it is it, beneficial that you understand this concept today, that when you decided to follow him, you knew that there would be some crosses that you were going to have to carry. There would be some things that you would have to face, not because we're wrong not because we made a bad decision not because we did something that we shouldn't do but simply because we decided to follow Jesus and we know that and we know that when we decided to follow it meant denying ourselves picking up a cross and following This isn't some sort of agenda that Jesus tried to hide his followers. This wasn't say you got to read between the lines and read the fine print here and see exactly what's going on. It wasn't that type of concept. But when we made the decision to be a Christ follower, we knew that there would be a cross. That road was expected. I would also like to suggest that while this road was expected, While Jesus knew every step, just because it was expected did not make it easy. The expected road that Jesus was on, the expected cross that Jesus had to carry was cruel and it was brutal. It was gruesome. After the condemnation by the Sanhedrin, the Bible lets us know that there were those who began to spit on him. The Bible says that he was blindfolded and beaten and then mocked. They, they blindfolded him and they would beat him and they would mock him by saying, hey, prophesy, try to tell us who it is that's doing the beating. After his con- uh, condemnation by Pontius Pilate, Jesus uh, was flogged and it was, he was scorched and he was mocked by the Roman soldiers. And they clothed him in a, uh, with a purple or a scarlet robe that was symbolizing a royal gown because it was a royal color. And they put a crown of horns. They, they didn't place it on his hand. They, had, they put it into his head. They put a staff in his hand that was symbolizing a scepter and they knelt down before him and they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And this was done as a mockery of Jesus' kingship. And after this, they spit on him and they struck him on the head with the staff repeatedly. The physical effects of the beating went far beyond the considerable pain it inflicted. With his flesh torn into on either side, some physicians suggest that he must have lost a lot of blood even before making it to a cross. I want to tell you today that everything he went through in this moment, he expected to go through it. He even predicted that he would go through it. This is why we find Jesus in the garden agonizing over the expected road that was ahead. He knew the path. 
He would say, my soul is exceeding sorrowful and even to death. Stay and watch with me. Scripture says that he went further. He fell on his face and he prayed that this cup would pass from him. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And I want to remind somebody here today, if you have ever questioned God's love for your life, if you have ever questioned the love of God, I want you to understand this expected cross that he, understanding everything that he would go through, he looked at you in your mess. He looked at you in your sin. He looked at you in your fault. He looked at you and saw you lost, and he decided that you were worth it. He decided that you were worth walking the expected road. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him endured. Who was the joy? My friend, it was you. It was the person sitting next to you. It was everybody in this building. He said, I'll endure. I'll suffer. I'll go through this for you. If that had been you or me, if that had been us trying to fill those shoes, I don't think any one of us could have made it through. I don't think any one of us would have made it. I think every one of us probably would have begged for the lashing to stop. I think every one of us would have begged for the mocking to stop. I think every one of us would have begged the soldiers, please stop with the beating. But Jesus knew every one of these steps. He knew them ahead of time. And he knew that every step was necessary to redeem us. He knew that that would be the price it would take to buy us, to justify us, to save us. And he made up in his mind and he said, I'll go through it for you. Is there anybody thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ is there anybody thankful that even though he knew the path he still chose to go on it was an expected road it was an expected journey the cross that Jesus carried was expected what we can also find in the story of this expected road is the story of an unexpected road. Mark records the scene and states that they compelled a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, as he was coming out of the country, and they brought, as he was coming out of the country, Simon, the Bible says, was just passing by. He had traveled over nine hundred miles nearly a two-week journey some scholars believe that he came there to take in the sights and the sounds of the Passover in Jerusalem and on that Friday of the Passover Simon like many heard the commotion out in the streets the commotion that was taking place he was just passing by 
Simon did not travel all that way to participate in this event. Simon didn't travel all that way to participate in the ridicule of Jesus. My friend, he wasn't there standing and screaming for his execution. His agenda, his whole agenda for being there was he just wanted to worship. He was there for religious activity. But in the process of just passing by, he was pressed into a moment. In the event of just passing by, he was thrust into a situation. A moment that he didn't sign up for. A situation that he did not want. An unexpected road. And just passing by, a Roman soldier commands, calls out, You, sir, carry the cross. It's quite possible that he didn't even know who Jesus was. Yet after this lengthy trip that this man had been on, he is being forced to help this man, this accused man, this condemned man, carry the cross. It's not, it's not very difficult to sit back and just kind of pause and just wonder what was Simon feeling? What was the thoughts going through his head? It's not difficult to imagine Simon being there in that moment, his initial reactions to being listed in the service. I'm sure he was surprised at being singled out. I'm sure maybe even felt a little bit embarrassed, maybe even annoyed with this unplanned moment uh, uh, about the tension that was set on him. I mean, you think about it this torture was meant for the most savage criminals it was meant for the most cruel criminals and here he is having to take part and be in this moment I'm sure he's in this moment saying this is unfair this isn't right I don't have time this isn't why I came Mark describes the scene says that they had seized him and made him carry the cross Simon, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have wanted to take any part of this. He wouldn't have wanted to take in any part. He also would not have wanted the blood of another man to be on him because it, for that to happen in Simon's mind, it would have made him unclean. Yet Simon's not given a choice about this road. Simon's not given a choice about this cross. He is not asked, would you, sir, could you please help this man? He is not asked... Sir, can you please help the cross, help carry the cross? He is not asked to help carry it. It's not something that he wanted. He is simply commanded to carry this cross, this unexpected. Listen to me. This is the picture of many of our lives. While we understand that as a Christian, we are called to take up our cross, there are times in our life where we are forced to carry a cross that we didn't sign up for. There are times where we are forced to carry something that we did not plan for. 
that we did not sign up. We knew when we said, hey, I'll follow you, Jesus. We knew there would possibly be opposition. There would be persecution. Jesus didn't hide that from us. He said, there'd be in this world, you have trouble. We knew that we would be rejected. We knew that not everybody would agree with us. We knew that not everybody would accept our message. We knew that not everybody, as soon as we said, hey, we're having church, would come to church. Not everybody. We knew that we would face pressure being a Jesus follower, but on our way to work, worship many times there is another cross that is thrust on us and it's unexpected it's a cross that almost seems contrary to the word of God it's a cross it's a road it's a path that almost seems contrary to the promises of God a lot of times it doesn't make sense you see I understand that there will be people that will reject me for my faith. And trust me, the day and the hour is coming where the more and more rejection is coming, the more and more pressure that the church will face. I understand that as a Jesus follower, but I don't always get it, and I don't always understand it when disaster strikes in my life. I don't always understand why certain things happen. When I think about this concept, I don't understand why my oldest son was born premature and had to spend weeks inside of a hospital that we had to go and visit him and, and, and day after day and see him after weeks and weeks that he was in the hospital. I don't understand. I didn't understand that. I didn't get it. I don't understand why my second child was born with a heart condition that we didn't discover until three months after his birth. I, I didn't get it. I didn't know what it was going on. I didn't quite understand as I'm sitting inside of a hospital room hearing the news that, hey, we got to airlift your son out and take him to a different hospital in order to receive more attention. I didn't get it. It didn't make sense to me. I don't understand why some of you have suffered more this year than the next person. I don't understand why some of you who have had to go through things that nobody else has had to go through. I don't understand why, why, why some of you here today, I don't understand why you've had to walk the road that you've walked. I don't know why you've had to experience loss. I don't know why there's been some suffering. And I don't know why you've had to go through hurt. It seems unfair. And it seems unjust, but what is it? We all have those unexpected roads. We all have those unexpected things that we got to carry. And the question I want to ask you today is, what are you doing on the road that is unexpected? What are you doing with that thing that you had to carry that you didn't plan for? How are you handling the unexpected road? Luke describes this unbelievable moment with Simon, and he says this, As they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, and I want you to hear this very clearly, that he might bear it after Jesus. That he might bear it after Jesus. I want you to know that while Simon was headed down an un unexpected road, he was not alone on the journey. 
every step that Simon took was a step that had already been taken by Jesus. Jesus was walking a road of expectation. Simon was carrying a cross that he didn't expect, but he wasn't walking alone. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking to people today who have had to walk an unexpected road. I'm preaching to people today that have to deal with some moments in their life that seemed unfair, that didn't seem right. There have been things in your life that you didn't ask for, crosses that you didn't ask for, journeys that you didn't plan for, pathways that you didn't sign up for. And I want to submit to you today that on those unexpected roads, I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, Jesus has already walked the path. Jesus has already been down the road. He's already been there. Before Simon's foot ever touched the ground with the next step, Jesus had already walked that step. Jesus had already walked that path. And as they walked every unexpected step, Simon stepped into expected blood. And the next step was in an expected blood. And the next step, and Jesus' blood created a pathway for that unexpected road. Simon didn't understand it. He didn't quite get it. But I'm here to let you know, Jesus has already made a way for him and for you with his blood. Clap your hands unto the Lord this morning. If you're thankful for the blood of Jesus. Something began to take place along the journey. Something on this unexpected road began to happen. I'm sure Simon, whenever he was first put into the moment, I can picture it just just sitting there wondering, like, what's going on? Like, why am I here? Like, why am I the one? I'm not even from here. I don't even live here. Like, you know, when the pastor, like, pulls somebody off the front row, like, hey, I need to show to the church something. It's like, why? Why me? Why me with that in mind? Come here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why me? Why am I here? Why am I the one going through? I'm sure those first few steps, Simon was a little bit reluctant. I- I'm sure they weren't like just gladly. I'll just, yes, I'll, I'll, I would love to carry. No, 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 no. I'm sure he was a little bit annoyed. I'm sure he opposed the first few steps. This, this wasn't what he had planned. This wasn't his, his itinerary. I'm going to go to Jerusalem to Passover, carry the cross. I'm gonna, no, this wasn't what he had planned. This, in Simon's mind, he's thinking this is unfair. This isn't right. But with every step, hear me, every step into Jesus' blood, it touched more blood. And with every step, I believe he got a glimpse of who this Jesus was. With every step, he got a glimpse of Christ's sorrow. With every step, he got a glimpse of Christ's innocence. And before he ever knew what happened, this unexpected road led all the way to Calvary. This unexpected path led him all the way to the cross can I tell somebody today that Jesus has already been in your next step Jesus has already been on that unexpected road. He's already been in every moment that you've ever lived. He's already been in every circumstance that you've ever faced. His blood 
has already triumphed over everything that you're going to go through in this life. Hear that right now. His blood has already triumphed over everything that you're going to go through. I'm here to let somebody know you don't have to fear the unexpected road. You don't have to fear those things. The Bible says that he was tempted in all ways, just like us. Everything you've been through, he's already faced it. And guess what? He's already overcome it with his blood. Jesus isn't surprised by the road that is unexpected in your life. He's not surprised by the unexpected things that we carry. Let me help somebody today. He's not taken back, and he's not confused, and he's not disheartened, but his blood has already covered every part of the journey that you're walking on. He's already there. I want to let somebody know that when you clock into work tomorrow, Jesus clocked in an hour before you. He's already on site. Young people, when you go to school, I believe that Jesus is already sitting in the desk that is right next to you. Some of you might have to make a trip to an emergency room. I want to let you know that Jesus is already there. Yeah. He's there. He understands every expected road, every unexpected cross that you would ever face. And he says, you know what? It's okay. My blood has already covered it. We're going to go through some things in this life that are expected and unexpected. And a lot of times it's going to be some unexpected things. It's going to be some unexpected roads that we travel down. And, 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 and no matter what, I'm here to encourage you that Jesus is already there. No matter where you go, Jesus is already in that moment. No matter what you face, Jesus has already faced it and he's already covered it. And you know what? When it's all said and done, and one time our time, our time will come when our, on earth our time is through. All right? And that's okay because I believe that Jesus will be waiting with open arms to catch you and to take you up into glory. Amen. Praise God. God. I believe that he's already there. Yes, he is. That's why David would write in Psalms 23, as our music comes, he would write, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I love verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence. Where? In the presence of mine enemies. Listen, you're going to face some enemies. Some of you are facing them right now. You're facing some opposition. But before before you ever showed up to the enemy's camp, God was already there preparing a table. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And then a verse that we hear so often, surely goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever 
Church, the Bible lets us know that while we were on, while we were on this unexpected road, while we are having to carry a cross that we didn't expect, the Bible says that goodness and mercy is going to follow. While you're dealing with what you're dealing with, goodness and mercy are following. You see, a lot of times we, we try to flip it. We try to do it the other way. Well, maybe before I head out on this road to Calvary, maybe if God would just give me a little down payment here and give me some goodness and mercy, then I'll jump on the path. Then I'll jump on the road and I'll follow. But I want you to understand today, you can go ahead and you could submit your life to God and you can pray, God help me with this unexpected road. And when you begin out on that road to Calvary, I promise you that goodness and mercy are going to follow you. I wonder today as you stand with me if there are those in the room today if they would bring this unexpected cross that they've carried. I want to help you today and let you know Jesus has already walked it and His blood has already covered it. And I don't pretend to act like today that everybody in this room has just got no problems in their life. That everybody in this room that, no, 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 I know that you're walking through some things right now. I know that you're carrying some things right now that you didn't plan for, that you didn't sign up for. I know there are some things that you, you got in your life right now that you say, hey, when I went down to an altar and I repented and I got the Holy Ghost and I got baptized in Jesus' name, I know there's some things in your life that you, you, you got going on that you're carrying that you didn't think was possible on that night that you prayed. I know some of you are on some unexpected roads. I know there's things going on in your life you can't quite understand. You don't quite get it. You can't figure it out. I'm just simply here to encourage you, stay on the road, stay on the path, because it follows Jesus all the way to Calvary. Because here's something else I wanna share with you. Mark describes the scene and he says, they, they compelled a man, a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian who passed by coming out of the country. And then, it, then Mark records something very interesting. He says this man is the father of Alexander and Rufus. Mark is writing to the early church about this moment. And he remarks that Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. He inserts their names because it is believed that these sons of Simon are now leaders in the early church. And watch this. Mark is tracing their spiritual history all the way back to an unexpected road. 
He's tracing their spiritual history all the way back to an unexpected moment. And how one sign responded to an unexpected road. That unexpected road not only changed the life of Simon, but it changed the life of the, the, the next generation that was coming up. I want to ask us today, how are we handling the unexpected roads in our lives? Because listen to me, how we handle them will determine how the next generation sees an impact in their life. You can get upset. You can be bothered. You can get bitter about this unexpected road that you're on. You can get mad at it. You can throw in the towel and say, you know what? I'm done with my walk with God. I, this is too hard. I, I didn't sign up for this, but listen to me. Should the Lord tarry, there is a generation that is following that needs to see some people that are carrying a cross that they didn't sign up for. There's a generation that needs to see some people that are bearing the weight of glory. Amen. And sometimes it gets difficult and oftentimes unexpected. But they need to see people that stayed on the road. They need to see people that didn't give up. They need to see people that walked all the way to Calvary. I got two little boys that are watching me carry a cross right now. And I can give up because you know what? It gets tough for me just like it gets tough for you. I can give up and I can throw in a towel, but hear me right now. What they know about God will not be come about. It will not be seen. It won't be seen through miracles, but it will be seen how dad carried an unexpected cross. How did dad travel down that unexpected road? When things weren't going so when people when people said hurtful things when people when people did horrible things when and when things happened that dad mom didn't quite understand how did they handle that I'm telling you how you handle that will make an impact on those that are watching on those that are following what will you do what will you do I don't know why some of you have been through stuff I don't know why some of you have heard the horrible news come from the doctor, maybe about yourself or your children or your loved ones. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. But it's an unexpected cross that you got to carry. And how you handle that is going to make the difference. What will you do? For Simon, all he knew to do was to carry. Carry the cross on that bloody road he said God I don't get it I don't I don't understand I don't know what's going on but Lord I'm trusting that your blood covers I'm trusting that your blood covers how many know we're still overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony Simon was an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and you know what his children were overcomers by the word of his testimony this is how dad did it. This is how dad handled himself. This is how dad carried the cross. Some of you are showing your family right now how to carry a cross. It may not be a cross that you signed up for. Nevertheless, we're going to carry it. Not my will, but thine be done. Some of you have crosses that you're carrying right now and they're weighty and they don't make sense. 
They don't make sense with what you signed up for. They don't quite fit into the equation with what you thought was, was, was the life of a Jesus follower. But I'm telling you, don't stop carrying it. Don't get off the road. Stay on the path. Stay on the road because it leads all the way to Calvary. As they begin to play and sing, would you just lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Maybe just talk to the Lord. Say, God, I need help with what's going on right now. God, there are some things that I don't quite understand. There are some things that I didn't really sign up for. God, there are some things going on that I didn't plan for. But I'm trusting that your blood carries. I'm trusting that your blood covers every step. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.